your partner knows a lot about you. And so when it asks you those basic questions, what's your high school mascot? What was your first car? What's your mom's maiden name? All of those questions your partner knows. And so if you do have to use those questions, you need to make up answers. And as you make up answers, you need to create answers that you will remember. So those are just some small, simple ways that you can protect yourself. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome to this shorty episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. I'm Sybil Cummin, and I am going to talk about all things tech safety for you today. Now, this is actually the area of safety planning or working with survivors, victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse that I am the least educated in. And so today, I'm just going to share a brief overview of tech safety, and then I'm actually going to refer you to a free webinar or training that I hosted with Connie Matthews Reynolds, who is a cybersecurity expert on how to protect your family and yourself from being tracked by your ex-partner. So I am going to refer you over there. You can watch this full webinar for free on my YouTube channel. It will be linked in the show notes. And the information I'm going to share with you today is from that training. So I just wanted to give you a little snippet, but then send you over so that you can get a more thorough look. And then I also got to participate in a I guess it was a webinar or training that was done by DomesticShelters.org on a similar topic of of tech safety. And so I'm going to link that webinar for you all as well in the show notes, because if you are not tech savvy, like myself, even the smallest tip that you can learn from these two trainings can help keep you amazingly more safe. So I'm just going to do a quick little overview, share a couple of stories of why this is so important, and then I'm going to send you over to listen to those. So I worked with a woman for a good amount of time. She was a part of the membership, and she was planning an amazing adventure and vacation for herself and her children. And she was planning this trip while her children were on their parenting time with dad so that it could be a real surprise. She looked up the location. She did all her research on what hotel they would stay in, all the activities they could do, plane flights, the whole thing. 
She was so excited. The kids were coming home in just a couple of days, and she was going to share this big surprise with them. But before that amazing excitement could happen, she got a call the next morning from one of her kids. And she's like, what's up? And he was so excited. And he said, mom, I am so excited. Dad has planned such a cool trip for us. And wouldn't you know it, he planned a trip to the exact same location. He booked the exact same hotel. He booked all the activities, including the one that she had looked at but couldn't afford, and flights and the whole nine yards. To a T, it was her exact vacation surprise that she had planned for them, and he had planned his own. Coincidence? Nope. He was tracking her every move on her browser. Creepy. Maybe not unsafe in that moment, but it absolutely could have been if he was tracking other things she was looking at, which he was, I am sure. And then another situation where a woman left her partner It was physically dangerous enough that she fled and she stayed with someone where she felt like her partner may not remember that they were even friends. She did all the right things. So she got a new phone. She changed her email. She got off of all social media. She did everything right. And then it was, I don't know, probably two or three weeks later. She wanted to order pizza. So she hops in to where she ordered pizzas and it said, would you like to sign in? And without thinking about it, she signed in. And he was able to find her based on that login in a pizza delivery app. Because the location of the store she was ordering from was really close to a friend's home that they had visited one time for a party. But he was just waiting and waiting and tracking, right? Holding on to it to track. Now she is safe, right? It all actually worked out. But I just wanted to share that because it goes to show, wow, there are so many ways I can be tracked. And I want to give you the information to help protect you, right? Like, thanks Apple AirTag for creating a new product that can allow my ex to track me, right? Thank you for all of these GPS type tracking things that can now be used against me. My, you know, how can you keep your bank account safe? How can you keep all of these things safe so that you are safe? So in The training that Connie did for us, she shared so much information, which is why I can't share it all with you today. There's information on slides. There are resources she shares. There's so much in that webinar. So I hope you're able to go over there. But I just wanted to touch on some of the things she talks about. So the first thing that she talks about, and actually I've heard other trainings too, they talk about as well, the importance of really looking at passwords and security questions. So if your partner knows any of your passwords, 
anywhere, you need to change them. And even if you think they don't know, but your password is your dog's name and then the, your birthday, then guess what? They can probably guess that. So Connie shares some ideas of how to change your passwords in ways to keep yourself safe. So I think she said that her passwords are like 65 characters long. What? Mine are like, right, it's like 8 to 12, and I'm like, dang it, I have to have 8. <laughs> so, right, the, the goal is to do a little bit more length because it's a little bit harder to guess. And she suggests using phrases that your partner wouldn't be able to guess, but that you will remember because it's a phrase. And then you can do things like changing S's to the dollar signs or using a three for an E, all of those things. But really, do not make them easy to guess. Do not use things that your partner will know. And then don't write them down on a sticky note that's in the top drawer right under the computer, right? Like, let's be safe about that too. So there are things, password vaults that you can use where you only have to remember one password, but then all your passwords are in there. Um, She gives some specifics on that in our training. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on is those security questions. Your partner knows a lot about you. And so when it asks you those basic questions, what's your high school mascot? What was your first car? What's your mom's maiden name? All of those questions your partner knows. And so if you do have to use those questions, you need to make up answers. And as you make up answers, you need to create answers that you will remember. So those are just some small, simple ways that you can protect yourself. And also protect yourself from outside hackers, not just, you know, the abuser in your home or that has been in your home. She also talks a lot about the access to your computer, that every time she leaves her desk, she turns it off or turns it to sleep. So like Control-Alt-Delete, right? And this allows them to not kind of check it. Um, This is especially true if you are living with your abusive partner. We talk a lot about Bluetooth and how so much can be learned and tracked through all of your Bluetooth. And everything has Bluetooth now. It's not just your speakers. There's like Alexa, there's your refrigerators and your like our smoker at my house. I don't know if it has Bluetooth, but it can be hooked up to the app and you can check how hot your meat is and all the things. So just checking all of the places where Bluetooth is. And so she suggests just turning it off when you're not using it. We talk a lot about balancing safety and convenience because I'm all about convenience. Do I want to type in a password that's like, you know, 30 long with all these backward letters that's not going to be easy to type? Not really. But if I'm worried about my safety, that extra 20 seconds, if that can keep me safe, I'm going to do it. I have had this experience actually recently with someone I'm working with, but they're really needing to create a new email. But all of their systems at home, their phone, they all might be compromised. So how can they do this? So they're going to go use the computers at the library 
to change that email address. And the only time they're going to use it and check it is when they know things are secure. And it's only for therapists, attorneys, right, safe people. You can also use a pay-as-you-go phone for really important calls. It's good to have one of those anyways if you are escaping your partner or you already have escaped your partner. You just need to have it in a go bag because they can't track those, right? If you don't pay hardly anything for those phones, you're not going to be able to track them. We talk about the importance of that multi-factor authentication, which it's less annoying now. I remember it being super annoyed before where it was like I'd go to log in somewhere and it was like, oh, I'm going to send this text to your phone and you have to type this in. I'm like, where's my phone? That's me. I never know where my phone is. I've gotten better at that because of this. But Connie really suggests always having it go to your phone because then there's two devices it's going to. So if one of them is compromised, you are more likely to be safe because it's separate. We talk about banks. We talk about financial safety, erasing your browsing history. There's something called DuckDuckGo, which I don't know a whole lot about. But if you watch the webinar from DomesticShelters.org, they're going to tell you all about DuckDuckGo, which is a browser that is separate, that isn't tracked. Your browsing history is not does not stay with you. So my gosh, there's so many things. So I am not going to blab any longer about these things because you can actually hear from the experts if you go to watch these webinars. But the one thing I want to leave you with that I talk about all the time that Connie and I talk about is talked about in the other webinar, trusting your intuition. If you feel like you are being tracked, you might be, right? Don't discount what your intuition is telling you. If you feel like there might be a keylogger on your computer, which I actually learned from my talk with Connie, that that is where they can actually see every keystroke of everything you're doing, right? So if you are worried, you have little bits of evidence to show that you are being tracked in some way, let's get you safe. Let's find all the ways to keep you safe. So again, go to those presentations. Both links are going to be in the show notes and find ways to keep yourself and your family protected. Thank you so much for watching, or I guess not watching. I hope you're going to go watch those, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you know anyone who may have issues with tech safety. It doesn't even have to be an abusive partner. Maybe you have an elderly person in your life that you want to help protect. Send them the information, right? There's so much changes that happen within the tech world. Everyone can learn something from these trainings. So again, thank you for listening. And I will be checking in with you at the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you're healing from relationship abuse, and are looking for support and sisterhood during this journey, I'd love to invite you to the Rising Beyond community, where you will get expert guidance, connection with others going through similar experiences, and a safe place where you'll always feel seen, heard, and believed. To learn more and to join, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com. We'd love to be a part of your healing journey.